It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program right here with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. What role, if any, should Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies play in your financial life and your financial plan? And is the attention worth it? And should you get in early on this investment while you can? If you got in today, would that be considered early or would that be considered late? Is this pure speculation uh, or are you better off just ignoring all the hype? We're going to share our perspectives and more dispensing financial wisdom over the radio waves here this hour of the Wise Money Show. That was quite a monologue there. I'm impressed. (laughs) I had more. (laughs) I bet you did. We're finally doing it, guys. We're doing a show about Bitcoin. That's right. Hey, uh, I expect there will be lots of questions. Um, I will probably have all of them. Um, Just kidding. If you have questions for us, reach out. We'd love to help you. You can call or text 574-222-2000. It's 574-222-2000 online wisemoneyshow.com submit questions right there on the right and catch up on other content and then all over social media search the wise money show subscribe and leave questions there all right i mean i didn't where do you want to start kevin we're doing a show about bitcoin okay we're, we're going to apply it to your financial life to your financial plan help make it actionable but i mean this thing is so confusing it seems like we got to start at the basement it is very confusing <laughs> and the the but here's the thing there are a number of trapdoors in the basement um that i think the lion, the lion the witch and the wardrobe i mean so there there's all these doors that you could walk through um so i recently went to miami with my boys and we went to the bitcoin conference and i that's something that typically i love going to conferences and and the three of us have gone to many 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 different conferences mm-hmm. and eaten pizza in, in these different cities all yep. over the country. Uh, some really good pizza. Yep. Um, so, I, but I wouldn't have gone to this one except my son Joshua, who um, spent three years in the Army, and while he was doing that, he started getting interested in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And at first, I was very dismissive, and I'm like, oh, dude, just, you just ignore that. Do not pay any attention to that. But the the places that he hangs out online and the things that he was learning about suggested, no, this is something that you should learn about. And I've also had a few other anecdotal things where um, I have a very good friend whose brother got in really early. And he's... By getting What's it? his name is Satoshi, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Satoshi Nakamura. <laughs> and so we're talking you know about him? S- s- stack, <laughs> stacking sets. So anyway, so my friend's brother got in early and my friend has been asking me, what do you think? Because my brother's in, my brother's in, my brother's in. And his brother keeps buying cars and doing all this other stuff with this money as the the cryptocurrency, which was Bitcoin. He got into Bitcoin at like $9. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the it, it's, it's gone. It was 
you know, a few months ago it was at 65 and, and it was down to 32. And it's been bouncing around. It's fascinating because the question is, if it's cryptocurrency, this is this is the thing. It, it's it's almost ununderstandable. So if it's a cryptocurrency, a lot of people are talking about, well, investing in cryptocurrency. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't invest in the dollar. Like I have dollars. I have dollars in my wallet. I have dollars in the bank. Um, I have things that I've exchanged dollars for. It could be stocks. It could be other assets. Um, those are investments. But I don't think, hey, when I put money into the dollar, it could be it's worth a dollar today, but it could be worth 50 cents tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, and yet there are some people that are saying that dollar is going to be worth ten dollars, uh, right. you know, before long. So it's it's very interesting to understand. And Bitcoin, if you go back to the origin, the origin, Bitcoin, the idea is DeFi, decentralized finance, where the right now, if you look, we have centralized finance where it's it's determined the what happens in our financial markets and systems is determined by a government. And so in 2008, uh, Satoshi Nakamura, Nakamoto, Nakamoto uh, wrote a white paper when he saw all of the things that were happening in 2008 in the financial system. And, and, and not like, oh, this is painful. No, it was in response to bailouts. It was in response to money printing. It was in response to this centralized authority having complete control. And right. what we don't recognize, especially because there's been a surge of money printing happening right now, um, as, as more dollars get printed, you don't have any control over that, choice right. over that. And and in reality, there's a lot of other things moving at the same time. But if they weren't moving, if it was in isolation, the dollars you own are technically worth less right. when more dollars are printed. There's and there's serious crisis moments that happen around the globe in often smaller countries where they just start printing money and they can completely make a currency worthless. Right. And it, it, it can create and stir up a lot of fears in, in a lot of investors, even here in the U.S., that well, what if, you know, what if that could happen? Yeah, yeah I mean, you have to, it, 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 and you say that, yeah, because you can go back and look at Weimar Germany. You can you can look at all of these example Venezuela. So mm -hmm. there are examples of that that actually happens. You know, Zimbabwe, I mean, go on down the line. So you say, what is our, what is our currency pegged to? And, you know, the, right now we have, um, if you if you get into it, so at the uh, the Bitcoin conference, I mean, everyone, no one called it a dollar, no, no one called it money. They called it fiat. Fiat. Yeah. So fiat means is a Latin word that means by decree. So, it so you, I, this has value um, because I say it does. So tr right. you know, trust me, and mm -hmm. we're trusting in that centralized authority. And so DeFi is decentralized finance, meaning you don't have to trust in that authority, it's decentralized. Right, and, and the blockchain is what has really made all of this possible because you can go back and see where, where the, the, the first transaction with Bitcoin was a guy that traded 10,000 Bitcoins for two pizzas. <laughs> and that 10,000 Bitcoins would be worth, you know, 
a hundred million whatever dollars today still regretting that yeah (laughs) i hope it was good pizza i can't it was barnaby's it was was really good i'm just kidding i'm just kidding and and then and then bitcoin has sort of taken on a life of its own and we're going to help you apply it to your financial life but i mean um there's there's a question of can it become true currency or isn't an is it an investment or is it late is it early where where are we in this so what else would you add to kind of the foundational explanation of bitcoin yeah you know what i that that is a question i'm curious to hear how kevin would answer this because i struggled to answer that question for my wife she recently said well what is bitcoin <laughs> and i tried to explain blockchain to her and explain well what bitcoin is and its purpose and everything and i think i have her more confused now than ever before but it's not like explaining the stock market to your kids. This is way more complicated. It is. It is way more complicated because it may be simple in 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 concept, but the actual thing itself is incredibly complicated. But just this, just recently, El Salvador becomes the first country to approve Bitcoin as legal tender. So until these things start to happen, and until it's easy to invest in bitcoin and i'm saying invest in bitcoin when you're like oh it's a currency dude are you seriously investing no just (laughs) trading fiat for DeFi. Mm -hmm. and there's Hmm. there's some local atms where you can do this there's some exchanges can we actually trust them so I don't know, guys. You know, we're, we're, we're nine minutes in. I don't know if we've, we've we we haven't even scratched the ball the surface. nine right. minutes. Um, but a lot more to come. But again, pl- applying Bitcoin to your financial life. we got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What role should Bitcoin play in your financial plan, in, in, in your financial life? Is this pure speculation? Are people nuts to consider this? Or should you have some? I mean, should it play a role? That's what we're talking about right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Make sure you catch up on all episodes, all previous episodes on podcast, wherever you listen, check it out. Search Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, rate the show as well. We appreciate it. So we're talking about Bitcoin mm-hmm. and finally doing an episode on it, trying to lay the foundation and then talk about, well, what role should it play in your financial life? So so Kevin, continue us on this journey. Like, Yeah, and I'm going to just do a quick disclaimer before I do. So a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, we have spent our lives and our careers studying and they're tested and proven. And so there are a lot of times that we'll talk about principles and they 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 are they work. The principles work, the guiding principles you follow and other things. And there are certain products that have worked and other things like this. This, I would say, on a scale of one to 100, um, I'm probably like at two and a half as far as understanding how all this stuff works. And that's after hours and hours. Yeah. Like some, I, have spent, I have spent voluminous amounts of time because my favorite thing to do is to kind of putter around the farm with my headphones on and listen to stuff. And so I've listened to Michael Saylor, who is the CEO of MicroStrategies. MicroStrategies put 
$500 million. They put their whole corporate treasury into Bitcoin. And then they actually borrowed another $500 million and created a convertible stock uh, offering and put that into Bitcoin as well. And so he makes a he makes a compelling case. And the confusing thing is, does he make a compelling case because he believes it? Right. Or does he make He's a, fully vested <laughs> now, right? He needs the rest of the world to believe it too. I don't know. I, I don't know what things that I could do that would be <laughs> called considered career risk, but I'm gonna say if I took the billion dollars in the KFG corporate treasury <laughs> right. and, well. and put that into Bitcoin, you guys might uh want me to go and start talking about Bitcoin as well. I think that I think that's fairly telling about where we're at right now with crypto and Bitcoin, right? That's pretty telling. Like it's got it, it's it's wild it's completely fascinating and it's and it certainly has potential. We just don't know if that potential will be realized or not. That's it's pure speculation. You, you don't, don't know, know that know. and if you go back to those principles that Kevin was mentioning you know, we, we've spent our careers studying principles and trying to apply them to clients' financial lives and to our own lives. You know, we, we want to eat our own cooking, right? Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look at some of those principles, it's harder to see where does Bitcoin or cryptocurrency fall within the financial plan also. You know, it, is this an emergency fund? <laughs> um, well, not, well, not if your emergency fund can get cut in half that would right be an at emergency. the time you need it. That would be an emergency. That, it would be a different definition for emergency. And that's the fund. other question. Like, is it truly a currency yet? When, because to me, for, for my dollars, I'm setting money aside, let's say for a new car, and I feel like I need X amount of dollars for a new car. Well, if I finally save that much money up, and then the next day I want to go buy the car and my that that currency's down 15%, I now can't buy the car. Like mm-hmm. I can't it moves so rapidly, so volatilely, it's uh it, it's almost untrustworthy as a currency yet. So right. So one like like we said earlier, El Salvador became the first country to approve Bitcoin as legal tender. As countries approve Bitcoin as legal tender and then I believe there will be smaller countries that will say that not only is this legal tender, this is our national current. This is our currency. So we are not we are no longer pegged to the dollar, because the thing is, if you're pegged to the dollar, there's as a country, there's a lot of control. There's central control right now over what happens with the dollar and how it works and and it's manipulated. So when you look at money and you think about money, there are five there are more than five, but there are five properties. Is it divisible? Well, Bitcoin is divisible. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin that are mined. Right now they're mining them. Those will be done being mined in the year 2140. So tune in for that show to hear. 2140 or 2040? 2140. Okay. And I think, and, and this is what I'd say, if we make... Any mistakes that we make on the show, I, I would want you to reach out to Mike Bernard and let him know. <laughs> so, um, but, so it needs to be divisible, durable, recognizable, portable, and scarce. So divisible, yeah. One Bitcoin is divisible into a million Satoshis. So they talk about stacking sats, right? So sat, they, they, they shorten Satoshi into sats. And so you stack sats. So it's divisible. It's durable, it's recognizable, it's portable, and it's scarce. There's only ever going to be 21 million made. 
So that so Bitcoin fits all of those, and a lot of people would compare Bitcoin. So Bitcoin, depending on the day that you look at the valuation, but it, Bitcoin is worth a trillion dollars. Bitcoin got to a trillion dollars before um, Apple, Google, a, a number of these other technology companies. So, and certainly Bitcoin is not a tech company, so it's not a perfect comparison. But the 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 how quickly it became worth a trillion is something to take notice of. And there's about $12 trillion of gold. And if you want, so I would say if you're, if you're listening and this doesn't make any sense or you're curious, YouTube has voluminous amounts of videos on this. One of my favorite videos is watching Michael Saylor uh, debate with a guy that's a big gold guy. So Michael Saylor's a big crypto guy. Uh, Bitcoin, crypto, and uh, he he debates with this other guy about this. So I look at this and I say, well, what role does it have to play in my financial life? Man, I, I you tell me. Like, what what role? It does sometimes feel like. Well, what role does go does does the blue chip casino have in my financial life? Or or the the you know when I'm at the gas station. And I know the lottery is up to 500 million. Like what, what, what role does that have to play? You're pointing out like the speculation, the risk, the uncertainty. Yes. Well, that's exactly right. But you know, when we have folks ask us whether or not we, whether they should be purchasing Bitcoin, I, I feel like we have to ask them, well, what are you hoping it will do for you? Because that starts to reveal how they're thinking it fits in their financial plan. Well, I just want to hold on to it in case something goes bad in the world. Okay, so you're thinking of this as an emergency fund, as a place to store value for some unexpected event. Is a Bitcoin or, or some other cryptocurrency the best place or the best tool to achieve that? If instead they say, well, man, have you seen how much money people are making in this thing? I, I need to make some money here. I need to make some money fast. Okay, you're hoping that this is some sort of uh, growth engine for you in your financial life. And do you know what, is, what it is that's going to drive that growth? Is there something in, you know, tangible that you can point to that says, okay, I understand what will cause this to, to play out the way that I think it will? Um, you know, it, how you think of it or what you hope it does for you is revealing to us and to yourself what you hope for. And then the question boils down to, well, is that the right tool for the job ultimately? Do you need to be using Bitcoin and, or another crypto and hoping that it really balloons in value for you so that you can achieve your goals? And sometimes, you know, unless you fully understand it, there might be a better tool for you at this point in the game. But I'm with you, Kevin, that if it's something that you hope will fit in your life at some point, you have to begin educating yourself on this and know it inside and out. Study this thing. Yep. Um, and, I, and my response to this is the same when someone says, does Bitcoin have a role to play in my financial life? Does gold have a, a role to play? Does real estate have a, a role to play? My answer to those three questions is the same. All right. We got more on Bitcoin in your financial life. That and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. We're talking about Bitcoin. 
I, that's as, as much introduction as you need. We're talking about Bitcoin and what role it should play in your financial life right now. We're getting into the risks. All right. So uh, thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Make sure you check us out on the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show. You'll see Kevin right now wearing a shirt that says to the moon, pay with crypto. Are uh, you getting paid to wear that? No, he's not. In crypto, like a billboard. There, it's almost just... it's it was a free T-shirt. That's almost like getting paid. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and because to the moon, so the the the, the two sayings that came out of the uh, Bitcoin conference in Miami, and because I can hear them, because there's a room full of people that are kind of crazy, and uh, to the moon, and whenever anyone said anything negative about Bitcoin. Then people would say, "Hard and feathered." No, but they, they'd say, "Have fun staying poor." Yeah, that's right. That's oh right. my right. goodness! All right, so Did they have special Kool Aid for you to drink this, too. This is the they, were, state they of gave us a right pill now. when we walked in. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. Okay, so we're still uh, traveling down the road of what is Bitcoin, and then what role should it play in your financial life? But here's here's what I want to talk about right now. What what are the risks? Because I think people are completely fascinated with, I mean, Josh, when you say, hey, what role do you want it to play in your financial life? What, what are you hoping it will do for you? I'm hoping it goes from 3,800 to 65,000 like it did last year, yeah, right? right? I'm hoping that when I buy it at 30, it goes to 300,000. Of course, we're all hoping that. So then what are the risks? To me, the number one risk or the top risk is is fraud. Yes. I, I've told Kevin, I am absolutely fascinated by I I am I'm actually very concerned about all the money printing. Mm-hmm. I am concerned about that centralized control. I mm-hmm. am not because I'm tin, you know, aluminum foil, tin hat wearing, but I just am concerned with that. However, um the if if you were to go buy Bitcoin, how do you know that you actually have it? How do you like all the scams out there to draw people in and and whatever and then even the pseudo anonymity here that you can see transactions on the ledger you just don't know who paid for who paid whom for what and you've got all sorts of risk of people being taken advantage of illegal activities happening um and fraud and so that's my that that is that is my concern if you don't if you can't trust the currency can it actually have value well it it, right and so that's that's the question for cryptocurrency but let's just talk about fiat because that the u.s dollar arguably is the greatest tool for fraud and money laundering in the in the world absolutely yeah because everywhere and so so you you would say hey this isn't a new thing it's it would just be different Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, I mean this this is the this is the problem because if people if people want to pay in cash for something and then that transaction is 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 as if it didn't happen. Right. So and, so you're kind of talking though about the the anonymity being used for terrible you know uses around around the globe. Well, it it it, it does. So uh, you know, I I could pay a teenager twenty five bucks to mow my lawn. But you could also go to a bad place and give someone $25 for fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Who knows that that happened and what the difference is? Because the, the, you know, the interesting thing is when you look at Bitcoin, 
uh, to me, it seems like, and again, if you're listening and you totally disagree, that's fine. But it seems like Bitcoin is the, legit, the legitimate cryptocurrency, and then there are all of the rest. And it seems like the, the Bitcoin is more of a movement. I think to some people, it's almost a religion and other things. And I look at the other cryptocurrencies, and those are speculation. Hey, I want to get rich. Hey, I want to buy doggy coin at 13 cents and ride it to 50 cents. Um, until Elon says something. And so, so, so to me, there's really two camps. There's the camps, the camp that really believes in DeFi, decentralized finance, and that is the Bitcoin camp. And then to me, there's all of the others. So when you said fraud, though, the thing that my mind went to was how secure is it to trade my hard-earned dollars. Like I, I know what I received in my paycheck. I know what's in my bank. And if I trade it in for Bitcoin, do I know that that transaction and that exchange is happening with a reputable firm? We get that question all the time. You know, when clients come in, it, it there's an initial, okay, tell me how I and why I can trust you. Right. You know, when I place my hard-earned dollars into this investment account that you're proposing, how do I know that it's really there and it's it's actually going to benefit me down down the road? Well, I know and I, you know, I can give them all the reasons why our industry has certain watchdogs in place and why there's so many safety nets and why, you know, we we've intentionally protected against fraud or theft or something like that. I, I don't know those same safety nets and those same systems in place in this new world. It feels like the wild, wild west for a lot of people because they don't understand it. Right. And and there aren't the layers built yet for crypto. It's not easily done yet. And so until that happens, and again, until it's it's readily accepted as currency, it it's likely going to be much more along the lines of it, a incredibly speculative investment than it is an actual currency. And the fraud, to me, you this is where you have to dive in and understand what Bitcoin is versus the other, and 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 who knows? There might be something out there that's way better than Bitcoin that we're not talking about. I have no idea, but what I what I know is that it, there is there is speculation and pump and dump in these various things in a number of these cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. What about governments making it illegal, or governments making their own crypt uh, their own central bank digital currency? Yeah, so CBDC is coming. Uh, China already has it. The U.S. is working on it. It just won't be decentralized, right? It will still be manipulated. Well, it, it, it the it, and the with Bitcoin, you can't create more, right? With Dogecoin, you could create every day. There's gazillions more being created. So, so in a centralized digital currency, are you saying they would not be able to make more? I'm saying they would absolutely make more. But I, I, and that's why I say, well, don't we already have a digital currency? It's, yeah. it's called the U.S. dollar. Yeah. You know, the it's but, a tiny fraction of our currency that is actually bills and paper so, and coins. So then, could the could the U.S. then say, well, we're not making it legal tender, or somehow make it illegal? It's they've tried, and China's China has tried as well. It's they've they've not been successful. And the decentralization means that as long as you have the your own wallet and you keep it in your own storage like you have it, 
There's a guy that has, I don't know, 21 million. This is a famous guy. He's he out in San Francisco. He's put in the wrong password twice. And if he puts in the wrong password again, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. It's Yikes. gone, gone, gone. And they no one knows how many Bitcoin are gone and, and never to be seen or heard from again. So if, if mm-hmm. we... It, so... What role should this play in your financial life? I would make sure, number one, it's not a distraction from you trying to achieve your overall financial goals, which can only really be crafted, the right strategy crafted, when you're looking at all six areas of your financial life together in synergy. Um, right now, there's just too much unknown. There's too much risk. There's, there's rampant speculation. If you're curious then I, I, we would argue, then start learning. Start start learning. I don't know if we've even scratched the surface on that learning today for you, but but start learning and uh, and explore this, right? I mean, what what would what would you add? Yeah, well, there there aren't right now easy, super easy ways to gain access to this, and even when you do, the costs associated with buying it aren't clear. So yeah, I I, I would say get started. All right. All right, we're going to keep the discussion going on Bitcoin, that and more, coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Should you hold Bitcoin? Should you? I, you know, Kevin Corhorn said earlier, every time he's asked you, do, do you hold real estate? Do you hold gold now? Do you hold Bitcoin? Provides the same answer. We're going to hear it. That and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Like I said, Kevin Corhorn is in the room with us along with Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Listen to episodes there, submit questions there as well. All right, we're still breaking down Bitcoin. Gosh, we've, we've run in circles several times. Um, and so we're, we're applying it right now. I mean, what, We spent our career doing that. What, what role should it play in your financial plan? And, and as we attack that, Kevin, when someone's asking you. Yeah, if someone asks me, should I invest in Bitcoin? Should I invest in gold? Should I invest in real estate? And there are other, you know, racehorses. I mean, go on down the line. This is what... I would say, with especially with gold, if you look at the price of gold, you could have bought gold for eight hundred bucks in the eighties, and right now it's at eighteen hundred. So, if you look at gold purely as an investment, you would say, "Ooh, not necessarily a great investment." Um, but the reason I I believe that most of the folks, when they are asking those questions, they're concerned about a store of value mm-hmm. more so than an investment. And so this is the this is the tricky thing. And and so I say, does it fit in your financial life? Does it fit into the context of your financial life? When you look at the six areas of financial planning, you look at your present financial position, your protection planning tax planning, investment planning, retirement planning, estate planning. Does it fit? Mm-hmm. Because I don't like to, I I want to make process decisions. And you're asking me to make a product 
decision. So again, if you are going someplace and they are recommending product, run. Yeah. If you go someplace and they're recommending process, you found a home. Yeah. So I say find a financial advisor, make sure they're certified, create the blueprint for your financial life, and then the roadmap, where am I? Because a lot of times, this, the thing that I've observed recently is a lot of folks that are coming in either three months before or three months after retirement. And I would encourage you, do not wait, because it is to a client, people say, the thing that I regret most is not starting earlier. Mm -hmm. So I would say get started earlier, have a plan that you're operating from, and then if you want to create space in your financial life to invest in speculative things, I would, because for instance, for gold, do I invest in physical gold? Do I invest in uh, gold in a, in a different way? And I'm like, well, to me, the only thing that makes sense is physical gold, because that way I know it's not being manipulated. But I can tell you this, owning and having physical gold doesn't make any sense Impractical, right? It's totally impractical. And I can tell you when the zombie apocalypse uh, apocalypse come, I can't, I don't have gold bullets and I can't put (laughs) gold in my gas tank. Like, like what do I, and I can't eat it. Or grow, yeah, grow gold beans to eat or something. (laughs) So, so this is the dilemma. Like what is gold and what happens when Elon Musk goes to Mars, lands on the asteroid that is made of gold and brings <laughs> brings it all back. What's that going to do to the price of gold? It, the, that's interesting, and we haven't gotten into this yet. And the idea that, well, the dollar has is fiat has value because a central authority says it has value, and that's not good because they're they, this they have all the power they can manipulate and so on. Okay, so most people think, well, let's go back to the gold standard. Well, does gold have value? Well, not really. It's just that for thousands for thousands of years, for whatever reason, man, and by the way, man and woman, uh, have been drawn to it for thousands of years. I, I can't really explain it, don't really understand why, but they are. They've been drawn to it. For Bitcoin, will that maintain some some lasting perceived value the way gold has. And that's why, you know, some of the uh, objections to Bitcoin or other currencies, it it does boil down to, well, what is its real life application or its use? And the coins themselves, you know, we're using them as a, a, I don't know, an exchange of value or a currency or whatever, but it's the technology that underlies the Bitcoin, the blockchain that has real life value. It has purpose. If you could have an unchangeable ledger system that is, um, you know, one that everyone can see who owned that house over the years. And yes, Kevin, you really do own that house and it is unchangeable. It can't be Um, taken from you or anything. A a blockchain has purpose and it's a new technology. A lot of people um, look at this and say, boy, this is like the internet was back in the early 90s. Like this is just getting started. This is going to be transformative, this technology. And then built on top of that, you've got these cryptocurrencies that are springing up as well that also could have value. But how do you know which one is going to to have legs to go the distance, right? To, To your point about gold being 
just something we're drawn to over time. But which is interesting, right? So, so the fiat idea is, you know, you've got this unlimited. You can print unlimited number, and one of the um, one of the benefits of Bitcoin is there's only going to be what twenty one million. Yep, you said. Um, but when which you, are divisible by a million. When you look up the aggregate, all cryptos, there's apparently more crypto coins than there are dollars in circulation. And so it does seem like a, a horse or a couple horses will need to win in this race because we could you could create a, a cryptocurrency right now. Sure. You, you could. I mean, they, they, they created one and they were passing out sunglasses and other things, you know, the swag where to basically take down Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anonymous has come out and said, hey, we're taking down Elon Musk. But I, when, when you think about this, you know, there's about in, in all of history, about 200,000 tons of gold have been mined and two thirds of that since the 1950s. But but. Gold, if you if you looked at the market value of all gold out there, it's about twelve trillion. That is that is finite, and so it does make sense to some people. Hey, I want to own that, but the issue is, look at how many how many hundreds of millions of dollars J.P. Morgan and these other banks have paid in fines for manipulating the these markets. Yeah. So this is this is where well if they're if they're paying all this money in fines, it must be worth it to them. And, and that is the problem with with gold. I mean, you look back over its history and it's basically kept up with inflation or at least one measure of inflation, right? right. But along the way there have been stretches of time where it's skyrocketing or plummeting. But it always kind of comes back to it's the reversion to the mean or it's it's basic trend line has been inflation and but but along the way when you hear stories about someone making a small fortune in gold because they were betting on it climbing in value there that does something to the human nature or the the human spirit and that is well boy why am i not making money in this mm-hmm, it's the mm-hmm. same feeling that we we had back in 2007 when you'd hear about people flipping condos in florida and making a small fortune in a short amount of time why am I not making money uh, on this? Yeah, I could do that. I, I could do that. Right. I, I better do that. And so to, to me, having a financial plan, as Kevin said, uh, a, a way for deciding whether or not this fits, you know, defining what the job is and then deciding what the tool will be to achieve that job. That's yes. what financial planning is. Yes. And the purpose brother. of your financial advisor is to be the sounding board and the the voice of reason through it all to help kind of talk you off the ledge and to help you understand that, yeah, just because your brother-in-law has made a bunch of money in gold over the past few months, that doesn't mean it's going to keep going forever into the future, mm-hmm. right? And again, what is the purpose of the, this supposed investment or speculation in your life? Is there a better way? That's what a financial advisor does in your life. And so... To me, the first step, if you think you're going to be marching into Bitcoin or crypto or other currencies, or if you want to start a a real estate portfolio or something, who is it in your life that you're going to bounce that idea off of? Who's your sounding board? And what's the method or the process, as Kevin said, for deciding these things? That's your first decision. It's who are you going to trust to help you achieve the life that you want for yourself that's what financial planning does. So, okay. So that's the first decision. And then if you are infatuated with Bitcoin or crypto, 
then probably before that decision or along with that decision, you're doing research and you're, you know, watching and reading and, and trying to learn as much as you can about, about Bitcoin. And then if you get to the point where you say, um, and working with your certified financial planner, it's, I, I, I'm ready to do this. I mean, then it's where and how, and, and I would stress diversification, you know, mm-hmm. be, being careful, whether it's just play money or whether it's a small portion or something, being careful not to be overexposed simply because we don't know. There's so much volatility. It's very uncertain. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, so what would you add? What would you add to that, guys? No, I would. And I'd say your your certified financial planner likely isn't going to be terribly helpful in helping you get in, invested into this. This this is. Yeah, they can't really do it. No, yeah, we can't no. do it. And well, and, yeah. f- and it's th- there are compliance reasons that prevent us um, from doing it. Now, there is a 401k that's going to allow you that, that, that they've these these. Um, this this 401k is teamed up with Coinbase, and so you can, in theory, put uh, f- you know five percent of your 401k into crypto, and that'll be coming out in July. As these things come out and become more mainstream, and there become layers of financial intermediaries, it it will make potentially it will make more sense to exchange fiat for crypto as a store of value. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would just I would sound the alarm because most of the folks that are doing it are doing it because their brother-in-law yeah. b- bought the Lamborghini uh, because he struck it rich, and they're like, "Well, wait a minute, I I feel like I'm getting left behind. I want to hop on that bandwagon." And I would say it is it is wilder than the wild wild west. <laughs> I got the email from Venmo. Yeah. Use a dollar. You can invest in crypto with just a dollar. Yep. Have they partnered with an exchange or something I, like that? I, I, got, you know? I, I No, but I'm, I looked at the same thing. And again, here's where, because if you look at, at, at Robinhood, when crypto, when Bitcoin became incredibly volatile, the sell button disappeared yeah, from your Robinhood app. It's hard to trust So this, this is the problem with trusting Robinhood or Venmo or some of these other companies is you don't know what the limitations are until they limit you work with your certified financial planner as a sounding board see what role this makes uh that this should make uh sense for you to have in your financial life so all right that's all the time we have for today on behalf of josh gregory kevin corhorn all of us at kfg have a great weekend we'll see you next saturday for the wise money show with corhorn financial group Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.